This is The Soul Garden, presented by me, Georgina Langdale, for the Centre for Nature Connection, and it's where we get to explore nature, compassion and soul through the inner and outer workings of living in a connected world. Got a really special guest with me here today. Um, gives me really great pleasure to introduce Tony Walker from Tony Walker Coaching. Hi, Tony. How are you doing? Hi, Georgina. I'm doing fantastic. How about you? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks. Good. It's spring here as we're recording this, so everything is kind of bursting with potential as far Absolutely. as I'm it right now. I invited Tony onto the show for a really special reason. Um, I work with the Centre for Nature Connection. I work a lot with helping people through the tough stuff of life, transitions and changes and illness and back to health and all a whole range of different uh, things. Um, and I also offer training with my Beauty Business Nature course on helping people who are setting up their own natural skincare business or something. And so this is where Tony comes in. Setting up a business on your own, um, building something from scratch or taking over the family business, whatever it may be, can be incredibly challenging, can be definitely one of life's biggest challenges, can't it, Tony? It can, absolutely right. I have been thinking a lot and, and just looking over the past eight years or so that I've been running my business about what were the things that were particularly challenging and how did I get around them? And for me, actually, one of the things I did was a few years ago, I um, met Tony at a business meeting here in Hawke's Bay, and I liked the sound of what he was offering in terms of coaching, and I signed up with him. And um, it has been a really wonderful experience. So I thought I'd get him on the show so we can just talk about this a bit more. What happens when we... um, have a business coach or a mentor. So to get things going, Tony, could you talk a little bit about your business and um, what you offer in coaching and and how you got to be coaching? (laughs) Great series of questions, Georgina. Yes, um, uh, first of all, thank you for for inviting me onto your program. Uh, Really, really uh, looking forward to taking part and being part of this. Uh, because I, I, as you've already said, just working with you, I really understand exactly what um, uh, what what it is that you bring to uh, to the work that you do, and it's an absolute pleasure uh, being associated with you. So, so thank you. Um, so, in answering your question, um, I think it might be useful then just to give perhaps a little bit of a background as to why perhaps I went into to coaching in the first place. Yeah. Um, well, I actually. I majored in aeronautical and aviation engineering in the British Royal Air Force, uh, and I was there for 17 years. But that fundamentally gave me all the the basics of of team dynamics and really leadership skills. So, so I really was able to study how people uh, interacted you know, under even under quite severe pressure situations. So that's quite useful for me. And then I left the Air Force and went from engineering into finance and banking. So quite a different switch, um, but I, I did that for, for eight years. And um, again, just watching people under pressure in the banking environment was um, a, a good tool for me to just be 
part of uh, that process. So working for Westpac over here, um, again, I learned how the, how the corporates work. So that drove me to ask the question, well, look, you know, when people are really uh, put into a situation where um, they have to achieve through one way, shape, form, especially when I was at the bank, I used to have a lot of um, business owners. Right. Because the bank, the bank used to just cater for, okay, we'll give them a loan. They can, you know, having produced a business plan, give them the loan, they go away and do what they need to do. But I actually studied the people implemented the loan, implementing the loan, as opposed to just watching the results of them implementing the loan. I watched the people implementing the loan. And basically, what I found was that so many people actually just, they were very good at doing business plans. But once they got the loan, they used to just put the plans in, in, in the drawer and close the drawer and just get and wing it. Well, not quite wing it, but they, they did their best to succeed. But the one com common denominator that I found that if there was to be a downfall uh, in that downfall uh, model was the person and not the actual strategy of the business right. would be the person. And so to that end, uh, when I left the bank in 1999, I decided to write, you know, I need to start a company off that perhaps caters for, um, for the person doing their best to run a business. Right. But they forget about how to run themselves running a business. Yeah. And so, so it all began. That, that, and that's really where I focus is, is really concentrating the person on discovering what their, their true magnificence is um, and, and running a business. And then once they understand that component, then they're able to actually run their lives accordingly. And in doing that, what do you think um, are the benefits that somebody gets from um, kind of stepping outside their business to get that support, i.e., you know, contracting an external provider such as yourself? Yeah, great question. In fact, <clears throat> I, I, I'll, I'll, often there's a case, you know, coaching may be perceived um, as an expense, but what we have to understand is that, look, um, when we see and understand the true value of a of life and business performance coach, then we, then we know that the, the benefits are that, look, when we start a business, we have all the tools in our toolbox to run this business. We have the, the strategies and the skill sets of running this business and the intentions always honourable to yeah. run business. However, there's no accountability to anybody when you're starting yes. to run a business. And so... The, the benefits, the key benefits is really very much, it's, it's threefold, but basically you know, that there is an external party that holds you accountable and helps you take ownership and full responsibility, perhaps, you know, of, of this, this journey that you've embarked upon. And it's a relationship that develops and evolves in really understanding how you as the, an individual business owner grows as your business grows it has to be growing the person first growing the business and we try and grow the business first and then the business and the business owner trying to catch up it's never going to work yeah yeah those are really good points I know um just reflecting on my own experience when I I set up my business Arceus back in 2013 and I <laughs> man 
naivety is just can actually be a bit of a gift at times because if you knew what you were letting yourself into, oof, it was a very, very steep learning curve because I was doing it all myself. And what I found was you can have the best idea in the world, but you can, you, there is a real danger around um, the erosion of isolation and marginalization. <laughs> and so many businesses are starting up, you know, in the, at the kitchen table or in the shed out the back in the garden and those sorts of things, are they? And yeah. that can be great, but um, where I found like your services so helpful for me was there, there came a point where I realized I need somebody to talk to. I need, um, I, I'm, I'm becoming exhausted by doing this all myself. And then the next question became, but, but who do I talk to? You know, if I talk to my accountant, they'll give me accountancy stuff, but I can't afford the fee for them to ask me how I am as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, you might be scared to talk to your family because you're frightened of worrying them uh, about either your personal well-being or your financial well-being and those sorts of things. So for me, having this external relationship with a coach and a regular showing up with you um, became really um, an essential part of the business. And, um, and I'm very grateful. So thank you, Tony, for what, um, what you gave me. So in, in that, what are some of the common issues you see, um, obviously without divulging any confidentialities, but there must be themes and issues that you see over and over again with, with business people. Could you talk a bit about what they may be? Sure. Um, I think with my experience uh, that, that there's, there's basically three areas uh, that are very common uh, challenges with new start and even established uh, businesses and that, that they are time, mm. team and profits. Mm -hmm. So what do I mean by that? Well, uh, time Yes, I'm sure we're all aware of that. You know, we're very time poor sometimes you know, because uh, our intentions are always so honourable and yet we load ourselves up, load ourselves up, load ourselves up. You know, we can't say no. You know, we just take yeah. everything on. <laughs> and funny, that ain't I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. And, and all of a sudden, this commodity that is actually, it's, it's a free commodity. Um, but if we if we really turn that around and say, well, look, you know, if the time had a cost value, then we'd invest in it better and we'd utilise that thing called time better. So there's, so there's so many aspects of <clears throat> from that analogy as to what business owners go through, particularly from um, an emotional perspective. You know, they drop everything because it's becoming too overwhelming. You know, the time, I don't have enough, I can't fit everything in. Right. So that's time. Yeah. And so, so team, um, again, when we start off a, a business, the intention is, yep, I'm going to grow the business. Um, growing to an extent where um, I'll grow and grow up you know, and become a millionaire and sell it. But sometimes that involves hiring people. Yeah. Nobody ever teaches you how to do this hiring, for goodness sake. You know, I can do it on my own, 
But now I've got one employee, I've got two, I've got three. But suddenly the time, part of the time formula is spent on juggling the time ball of stuff, team. And it's taking you away from that primary role of making the widgets or whatever it is that you do, you know, because I've got my staff to look after. So that's, that's the second one that's usually quite common. Right. And the, third one, and the third one is profits, of course. You know, that's the reason why we go into business is to make a profit. And that's the thing that uh, often that we, we forget because we get so involved in our business. And um, and we do our damnedest. Again, of course, you know, that's the reason why we go into business is to make some money. You know, otherwise, yeah. what's the point? And yet, yeah. because of the two other elements, you know, we often end up finding that, that we're, we're selling pretty close to the wind when it comes to making profits. And so that's another area that, that, that I, I help individuals understand. I'm not an accountant, but just understand that, you know, the basics of, of understanding our numbers um, intimately to the extent of where we know we're making a profit. Therefore, it makes it worthwhile. So, so I'll wrap that all in the psychological safety blanket, if you like, of knowing that, well, if we can start ticking all those three areas, the time, yes, I'm getting better at managing me, in this time frame, because time management is a misnomer. Time manages itself perfectly well, thank you very much. You know, you go to bed at nine o'clock at night and you wake up and it's seven in the morning. Easy, it's done it itself. So therefore it's self-management within a set period of time that we can actually control. Mm, well put, yeah. Yeah. So if we get to understand the basics of all those three components, then we can start making it headway. You talked um, before you you were talking about helping um, business people understand or, or get a kind of sense of num- the numbers and the profit or the pr- profit potential. What about the value that you that somebody is places upon what they do or what their business is creating? You know, we can sometimes be our own worst enemy when it comes to valuing what we do. So, how what how does that weave itself into the work of of a business coach such as yourself? That is a a very very good question because the perception of value is is as long as it's broad as it's deep as it's wide, all that stuff. Um, and so, therefore, what we have to understand, and particularly in my role, is, is to actually shine the light of really understanding what the perception of the business owner is of value. So, um, um, so some per, uh, one person's perception may be, well, um, yeah, my, my perception of value is that I have great customer satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what does that mean? See, for, for me, <clears throat> uh, a satisfied customer is not actually what we're looking for. Because a satisfied customer is a customer that just gets what they wanted and nothing more. So I want I want a jar of feminine balm, that's it. And they get a jar of feminine balm, balm and that's it. Yeah. If they got a jar for those of people, I'm just going to interrupt for a moment. For those people who are wondering, <laughs> why is he talking about feminine balm? Another part of my business, I make a product called NatFem, which is for women's bits, really, especially us women who've gone through menopause. So commercial break over, back to the main (laughs) program. (laughs) So so, so understanding that value 
So if they just get the, the, the product that they ordered and that's it, then that's a satisfied customer. Mm. Whereas if they get a tin of product from a new barn with a little personalized note mm. and an acknowledgement from the manufacturer, the person that's actually made this, and then there's a connection that you've made with your customer mm. because they've got what they wanted plus but that note, how are they going to feel? Mm. There, there's an instant connection. So for them, the value proposition of the product has just escalated, just gone up to the next level. So all the time from this um, definition of value, we've got to look to see how we can add that value through the little touches that personalize and touch on the emotive connection with the product because we all buy on the emotion not based on fact you know if, if, if it was about driving cheap cars we'd all be driving ladders you know so why do we drive ferraris or teslas and because mm. it's emotions the emotion of saving the planet or of uh, low cost fuel economy etc that drives us to drive a more expensive car in this case so it's the emotion that's how we add that value so that's that one perception of value so from a from my perspective as a coach, what I do is I do a little bit of a deep dive, first of all, from the business owner's perspective to see what their perception of value is. Because if they think that value is, that well, look, you know, you can buy one can for, you know, for, for 30 bucks and two for 45, that's value. Yeah, I get that. From, from um, a fiscal perspective, yeah, that, that makes sense, but it's still not uh, getting any emotional attachment. It's just a financial attachment. Mm. So I always, always understand the strength of the emotional pull of any product. And after all, that's what business is. The business is about an exchange of emotions related to a common product. Whatever product that you're selling or, or building or manufacturing or whatever, there has to be an emotional connection between you as the seller and the other person's the buyer. There's an emotional connection. And the value of that emotion is the bit, I guess, one of the secrets that if we can develop and understand the true value or the, the uh, power of the value, then you will have uh, a much higher thing called a conversion. What I'm hearing is you're walking in line with a person between the, the money profit value, the price value, and the emotional value. And then I would say the next bit on, on from that is the the helping them um, believe in themselves to get that to that value endpoint or that profit endpoint. Have you seen success of somebody who has no kind of heart and emotional connection to what that business is? It's, as, it, it's down to the individual. It's what their intention is. In other words, if I just want to make the sale, uh, and you'll know if you've been sold to any product at all, mm -hmm. cars, insurance, or otherwise, where there's no emotional attachment, you can see that salesman, all they want is that sale. How does that make you feel? Mm. You know, you think, well, hang on. I know what he or she is telling me makes sense. However, I don't like this person and I'm not going to buy. Mm. You know, and that happens really often in, 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 in car sales and, and insurance sales because. They're too focused on the end product of just, I just want to make the sale. And, and again, I'm sure there'll be some people that would disagree with me, but I've seen it in 
I know they teach in the sales schools, you know, I, I also do sales training as well. But people forget sometimes they get so engrossed in the fact that I'm just going to make a sale, then they forget about truly the value that they can actually be bringing to that person by concentrating on the emotional connection that they're creating with the potential client. That's important, paramount, and that's important and paramount at the outset, I believe. If you were to try and quantify the time when you're working with a client, you know, Sally has set up her natural skincare business at her kitchen table. She thinks it can get to this point. She's been working for 12 months on her own and she's just, you know, is there a sort of, can you see a pattern with how much time in your coaching business you spend with the person helping the person value themselves value what they're doing figure and then the kind of the the more sort of numbers business spreadsheets type thing great <laughs> question yeah that, that's a fantastic question because obviously yeah, obviously um that there has to be a connection with the the nuts and bolts side of coaching mm-hmm. a business and I, and I get it so so we can't ignore the fact that look you know we need to look at strategies however i think what it takes is the experience and I guess just that ability perhaps from wisdom or otherwise of the coach to read the situation of where that individual is in that moment of time okay Mm. so what I mean by that is that you can you know uh, with the intentions at the start of of a meeting talk about strategies but if you are as the coach so focused on getting that point across you know we're going to talk strategies and there you are sharing all your wonderful knowledge with your client. And yet, if you can't read in their eyes that, oh, something's not right here, and are able then to say, stop, time out, tell me what you're thinking right now. And they may say, look, look what you're saying, you know, makes a lot of sense, but I, 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 I can't concentrate because this event has actually occurred for me in my business or in my family or in my health or whatever. Mm. So if you try and ride rough shot over that just to get the point of, uh, of the strategic stuff as a coach, you must demonstrate that you have that ability to coach him in uh, without uh, or, or, and, and just ignoring the emotional state that person's in, you're on the road to uh, hiding. As a coach, the coach will get yeah. a kicking, yeah, and deservedly so. Yeah. So, so it's that balance in answering your question. It's really understanding, and it's a constant fluidity. So it's a, it's a bit of a dance. So as, as you're going through... The uh, the objective, of course, you know, by the end of the call, you know, we you know we cover this off in this fair amount of clarity in, 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 in this that we've achieved, balanced with that the emotion of where that person, particularly you know, in in COVID, and now I'm certainly talking to a lot of clients who know that they've got to do what they've got to do to stay in business. So I allow them time just to say, look, okay, you know, I can see that the owner, the male owner, is. Is a bit flustered, and so therefore I give him chance to express. Now, so tell me before we go down here. Tell me what's happening for you right now. And then it's then when they can express and release that emotion. Sometimes, often that's why I always have a box of tissues on my my yeah. table here. I get through quite a few. Of them. Um, it gives them the chance to express. Look, you know, I feel that I'm a failure. I I didn't do this, or uh, I'm finding it's hard to whatever it is. But giving them that platform just to get that off their chest and then manage the process. You know, I'm not a counsellor, but I manage the process. I help the clients manage their way through that, that emotional dip 
But as long as we start coming out of it and then they are able to um, put things into perspective, much uh, a much clearer perspective, having had the expression, then it all starts to make sense. Whereas before, when, the, when the, we're in the low, everything is difficult, you know, and they can't see the way. How would you describe what COVID has done to the role of the business coach? Yeah. Another great question. Um, it's, it's certainly highlighted, again, it has to be the right business coach. Okay, But it's certainly, if you get the right business coach, it will certainly highlight the advantages of having, yes, the third person available there to have that perspective. However, it really accentuates the power and um, the um What's the word I'm thinking of? The fact that, that that you can talk to somebody because again we're hearing about the mental wellness um, of of mm-hmm. of the country or of the globe. You know, has been certainly impacted upon uh, not only just the business community but the you know, the, the, the the whole community as a, in general because we've been isolated. We've been forced to to be restricted in the way that we can communicate thankfully you know we have this medium of of, uh, communications yeah and the coach can just be that sounding board yeah or we can create that platform for the person to still have somebody that will understand them at a very much deeper level where they have to express not from here but from here yeah, I've always seen that um, a really good coach gives you the opportunity for a safe space to say things that normally you might not get the opportunity to say. Right. And yeah. to be in a space where you can say them that you're in a kind of supportive, neutral space. And um, But I'm imagining with COVID, um, it also becomes, there's a huge, it's almost like the, the safety valve or the release valve for the steam has been had to be uh, increased in size because there's mm. a lot of, I think there are a lot of people having, and particularly when you see the impact on small businesses uh, anywhere in the world now, there must be a, a, a huge um, amount of, of stress being bottled up in people as we try and navigate our way through it. So I would imagine, uh, I mean, I work a lot with people in coaching for for different life transitions, but particularly end-of-life care, and I'm noticing within that that's when they suddenly realise there's a space that is being made for things to be said that haven't been able to be said. It can be incredibly healing, and I'm, I'm sort of seeing COVID creating that there's this thing that's come in to all of our lives and the way our society and the way business works. Yeah. And we need a place to be able to speak. Our business can look brilliant on paper, but we're still human beings, aren't we? So on that note, what are your tips for somebody who's thinking, yeah, I think I want a coach. I don't know if I want a business coach or a spiritual coach or a well, I don't know what I want, but I think I need somebody how, what would you recommend they do to figure out the sort of coach they need? Yeah. And again, that's a really good question because often as a case, most people don't know what they need. Mm. However, they understand what it feels like without having whatever it is they need in their lives. So they can start and understand the low point. So I guess what it may take is first of all, take a snapshot of where you are right now and say, right, 
um, what are the consequences of, of me staying in this space without any external help? What is likely to be, or what would my life and business look like? Mm-hmm. And so once you've done that, then you can then start making some um, some decisions, I guess. In the process of me having to rise up this ladder of growth or whatever, what then does it take? What am I looking for? And how incidentally would that make me? And that's very cliched, but truly, how would that make me feel? Yeah. Because it is that is the drive, the emotional feel of the benefit and value of having that person that supports you um, will take you up that ladder yeah. of, of success. But it's really, we've got to really think about it outside of logical ego. Don't, don't think of it as, oh, you know, I will take my coach on because they, they can do this for me. Um, what I suggest is, again, turn this off and disconnect to here. And really understand, you know, what is my purpose? What is it that I'm truly looking to achieve overall from my perspective, you know, in, in running this business or, or or being this particular sports person that's training for the next Olympics or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. It all boils down to you and how you're seeing yourself in that moment. So when you can really quantify the difference and how can I actually achieve it both on my own, and with help from the outside, so it's it's it, this is a process that process that we all go through. Sometimes it, it, it happens in a nanosecond for some people. I said, "Yep, yeah, I need a coach for all those reasons," and others it may take a little longer. Yeah, and they may actually, you know, look look at a coach and go, oh, I'll, "I'll think about it," and, and that's fine. But I always in my twenty years of coaching, I've, I've come across people who say, oh, "I'll think about it." And I, I always say that's, that that's absolutely fine. Um, however, you know, and they usually come back three months later and say, oh, look, I really need to talk with you now. And, and the first question I ask is, look, that's great, but can I just ask, what has happened for you in the last three months and what would you have changed? Mm-hmm. And of course, usually your answer is, oh, I've learned heaps. Um, I haven't gone anywhere. And the thing that would have changed is I would have taken it on three months ago. Right. But sometimes people have to go through that learning curve yeah. of understanding truly what the benefits are of something. But sometimes they don't realise it until they've gone through literally, emotionally, uh, a downturn, having talked to somebody, knowing what the outcome could have been, but they yeah. decided to leave it for now. And so it's in that moment they go, yep, okay, I need to actually talk to that person. So what I'm hearing you say is if somebody's looking, thinking about a coach, A, they're thinking about it, so there must be a reason why they're thinking about it. Why are you thinking about it? To then you said, what would my, what would things look like if I just carried on as is? And what is the change I'm trying to make, which is making me think about the coach? So then the, then the next part of it is what sort of coach? <laughs> and I suppose if they've asked, answered the change, they're hoping to achieve. I just want to feel more confident or I need to increase my profits by 3 15%, whatever it is, that will help them identify who that coach may be. Is that, is that right? That's that, that what you mentioned takes care of, of um, I guess, the what. Um, yeah. And really we've got the then, in addition to the what, there's the why. You know, why is that important 
great. So then it's when we've got that little package organized, then the who mm-hmm. is the person that can fulfill that, that, that yeah. component. So, so it becomes clear. So what you then attach to the who is that, well, this is the, the end result is I want this. And if we attach and understand about the, the emotional growth of the individual here, then the who has to be somebody A, that I can, as a customer, you know, get on with, that I can trust, that, 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 that I, I can start to believe in, that can get the best out of me in all these things. So it's, it's a communication style that, that, the, that you as a client is looking for from the coach. It's, it's, I know it's, 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 it's a cliche, but the, the, the word empathy really, really has to resonate you know, yeah. at a very deep level that, you know, that that person made me feel um, comfortable. I was able to really um, express quite openly and in doing so I was able to lift, get the weight off my shoulders and then I was able to look at my, my problem or challenge in front of me more clearly. And as a result of that, um, the coach, incidentally, I have to add, will never or should never give you the solutions. Yeah. You should know, okay, you need to do this, 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 and this. A good coach is a person that can ask good questions mm-hmm. and can control the conversation. And literally, I call it conversational coaching. So the, so the client doesn't even know that the questions, if you like, are being answer, asked. Um, but they, they are always asked in a specific way where it doesn't become too intrusive. And yet, because the relationship has been developed, then the client will then naturally then will come up with the answers that they are looking for. So if I was to tell you something, then you can go, mm, okay, I choose to either accept it or process it and reject it or whatever, if I tell you all the time. Whereas if I ask you and then yeah. you tell me, yeah. then, then you're much more um, uh, willing to accept that as the correct answer because you actually have told me the answer. Should it be, do you think, that coaches should just give people the opportunity to have that 20-minute chat, 15-minute chat, 30-minute chat for free just to see what that fit is like? Great question. Um, and I think that that's um, like, an absolute, absolute given, yeah, because yeah. one of the things yeah. that I certainly do is that um, uh, I, I certainly, as a coach, offer the first session for free, and it's not a gimmick. Yeah, uh, and for that very reason that you said, look, um, I, I could have all the wonderful answers in the world for this individual, but if they look at me and they think, oh man, this guy's a little it's never going to work. So, yeah. so that first session is absolutely vital that 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 we have that one, where there's no financial um, um, requirement. Mm-hmm. Um, but you find that if, if I do my uh, what I do properly then I can in that, in that 15 20 30 minutes I, I can get that person and that person will be uh, comfortable and, and and if that if we don't reach that that place within half an hour then I know that it's not going to work I mean it's kind of the age of the niche now isn't it every there's you know there's something or someone for everything and everyone how would you describe your niche as a coach? What is your magic? What's what sets you apart from other coaches? That's such a great question. <laughs> such a great question. Um, one of the things that I've learned in, in my time as a coach is that I've, I've gone through 
if you like, my own personal growth curve of understanding, you know, where I can add the best value. So having gone through the Air Force and banking system, uh, obviously I was always focused on the end product and all the, all the strategies and, and seeing how we could do things better. So I get that, you know, we can strategize till, till the cows come home. Um, but certainly my niche over my experience has definitely pointed me in the direction of understanding the person better, or should I say, really um, helping the person to understand themselves better running a business. So, so my niche is, that's why I say, um, if you like my, cat, uh, my tagline is, you know, growing you, growing your business. Mm, so that's nice. what I do. I grow you, growing your business. So your intention is always to grow the business. My intention is to grow you while you grow your business. Because often is the case. What happens is people will always try to grow the business, which, yep, that's what happens. But we have to understand where is that person in relation to the business growth. If we're always falling behind the growth of the business, then eventually what happens is, is this. Business grows and the person just gets left behind the gap widened. And guess what's going to happen to the business? It follows you. Yeah. And just follow you. So therefore, all I look at doing my niche is by growing the person first, then the business will follow. I must admit, from my personal experience, it was helpful knowing that um, the, that you could sort of move between the numbers and the person. And that was, I thought that was a really powerful mix. So your catchphrase is growing the person and growing the business. So what about your business? Where is it growing? What are your dreams for, for 2022, for the, you know, that's coming just around the corner? And again, that's a great question. Well done, you should do a show. Anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm constantly, constantly looking at how I, I can evolve, not for the sake of evolution, but just, just evolving because I, I, I don't like to get too complacent and just keep doing the same old, same old. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, as you know, what I, what I do uh, is I do something called fear-based fear learning and growing. And so what I mean by that is I don't make people fearful of me, but it's just that I understand that for me to understand people better than dealing with their own fears, I have to deal with my own fears too. So, um, and one of my fears in the past, we know, was, doing Iron Man and just doing bungee jumping and, and doing polo and all this stuff because for various reasons that they scared the bejeebus out of me and I was certainly no way equipped to do an Iron Man at the time. So I haven't done one of these fear-based uh, challenges for a while. So, so I've looked at how to change the brand and one of the things that creates a wee bit of fear for me is doing this. <laughs> True story, and so uh, so to so when you asked me to come on board, uh, initially I was gone, but then I thought, hang on, I, but I know Georgina, I know her very well, and she's a, a wonderful person, and it will be just a, a great conversation. So so for me, this was was a no brain, um, but in in addition to that, um, I've, I've almost taken a leaf out of your book. Huh? So I've decided to face my fears and start my own radio show too. Great. So, <laughs> so, so now. Where will people uh, be able to hear it? 
great question. There's a little community uh, radio station called uh, Radio Kidnappers in the Hawks Bay. <laughs> and it's just a little community radio station which are, are just amazing people so so that is is the way that um i see that the, the, the way i grow my business is is really get it across to the world that look you know some business coaches are quite well in fact we all are you know, we're just human beings yeah and we just um, have different ways in which we um perhaps come across and i just want for 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 uh, for my audience, I guess, to realise that yeah, I am just a normal, normal bloke um, that is very, very passionate about people. I love people with an absolute passion, um, particularly the people of the Hawks Bay. Hawks Bay is is, is the, I'm so so privileged to live in the Hawks Bay of New Zealand. Um, yeah, the rest of the world is great. Don't get me wrong. You in the America in the states, fantastic. In the UK, Australia, yeah. So. Um, yeah, but New Zealand. I, I've got one more question for you, and I'm thinking back to, you know, the person who, in these times, has has a you know is setting up their has set up their own business or is getting it going, and somewhere along that kind of, they've jumped onto that that horse, you know, and they're riding it. <laughs> um, and maybe they are starting to see this is actually really tough. It takes a lot more money and a lot more time and a lot more courage than I ever realized. Mm -hmm. But I still have this dream and I still think it's great. What as a parting note would be the advice or a message you'd want to give that person? Never, ever let go of your dream. Now, I, I, again, um, that sounds fairly cliche, but if you have that passion, understand where your passion is coming from. So when you have a dream, if the dream is in here, then that's possibly ego driving that want to be successful. And to have an ego-driven success drive is that that's interesting. You can either make it or you could actually fall quite heavily if it's ego-driven. Whereas here, if you know that, look, you know, there's at the moment, uh, for example, COVID has, has just um, uh, put a bit of a, a roadblock or a speed mm. bump in the way. But I know that my whole intention for doing what I do is as strong now as it's always been. That's all you need to understand that you have that drive. When you have that drive, then you become the beacon and this is very key that can be at this discussion you then become the beacon of attractivity towards the goals that you know that that you will fulfill <laughs> but it's really understanding i guess the science of that but it's that's how it works you've um touched on a really beautiful final point for for listeners and viewers of this podcast and my youtube channel center for nature connection uh one thing i talk a lot about are um, the theories and philosophies of uh people from the 12th century the 15th 16th century through there and you really just said their words this recurring thing keeps coming up through time which i love which is that what we put out into the universe is reflected back to us 
So you're saying, what I heard you then say is just keep going. If you believe in that dream, you've put that idea out there and you just keep fixed on that, it'll come back to you. Yeah. If you fill it, if you fill that image with 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 fear, which can happen from time to time, but if, if you keep filling it with fear and stuff, that's what will come come back. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, but also knowing where it comes from. Again, because if it comes from here, that, and you're thinking that I must do this, I must do this, I must do this because because from here, yeah, you'd probably be a bit challenged. So if you recognize it from here, yeah, then enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Tony Walker. Tony Walker Coaching. Wonderful. Thank you very much. It's been a real joy having you on this show. Um, in the uh, program notes on the podcast and in the YouTube page, there'll be we'll have your links and things like that for you. Um, but best of luck with everything and best of luck helping people be the best they can be. It's a really lovely thing to do. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope that you enjoyed today's session with Tony Walker and myself. It is a bit of a different uh, podcast from my normal Centre for Nature Connection ones, but I just thought it was really important to get another voice talking about how we can be supported as we build our own ventures and businesses and things. You know, it's a tough world out there and there's nothing wrong in reaching out for support. If you're interested in checking Tony out, you can find him at tonywalker.co.nz and you can find my coaching and training and products at the Centre for Nature Connection.org. I'm Georgina Langdale and I'll see you next time in the Soul Garden.